Hello and welcome to More Than A Game, a podcast dedicated to the Premier League, the A-League and more. Today on the show, it was the night before Christmas in match day 14 of the Prem. No defender was stirring, but Man United a pen. The Palace defenders nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of Salah and Firmino danced in their heads. On the King Power touchline, so lively and quick, we knew after the Toby OG that Jose would be mad. More rapid than Eagles, the red cards they came. The ref whistled, checked the VAR, then called them by name. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and reached into his pocket and flashed them the jerk. We felt for Sheffield and West Brom at the full-time whistle, they might be going down like the down of a thistle. But a Liverpool fan did exclaim as if four points was out of sight. We're top of the league, fuck Brighton, and to all a good night. Uh, you warn me about that sort of intro. <laughs> Just thought I'd drop a pre-Christmas poem in, boys. Get into the get into the festive spirit. Time of recording. We're 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 coming up to Christmas. The Premier League games are coming thick and fast. So uh, yeah, as as I said, my name's Colby, and I'm I'm joined today by George. Just to just to whip through match day fourteen of the Premier League, a, a midweek match day. It's just wrapped up with Chelsea and West Ham. George, how are we feeling, mate? Oh look! I don't know what day of the week it is. Uh, I, I, it's, it's it's cold and wet here. We're we're, we're in a further lockdown since the last time I spoke to you. But uh, it seems like there's a game on every day, so uh, I'm enjoying that aspect of being here at least. And and what a turn of events uh, for us in the, in the pod here, George. As well, this is this is I think the first time where I've just rolled out of bed. Uh, to record a pod, I'm up. I'm up in Brisbane at the moment. So oh, that's right. The, the time difference is even more. I've got a coffee. It's late night for you. Like <laughs> you know, to, to add further confusion to the matters. I wonder uh, whose performance is going to improve and who's is going to who's going to uh, be on the on the decline. But I, I, I don't know. I think I think I might be dipping first thing in the morning. I've, I've been, <laughs> it's, it's getting close to my bedtime. So same. same I've been I've been brought a coffee. So hopefully I'm hopefully I'm going to pep up during the pod. We're both compromised. <laughs> why don't we why don't we just whip through uh the premier league match day 14 so we'll, i guess we'll start with the the last match and and the chelsea game george chelsea three west ham nil so this the, in this one tiago silva grabbed an opening goal pretty early then tammy helped himself to the winning goal by cutting timo's lunch and then got another one a minute later when pulisic tackled fabianski is this scoreline a bit flattering to chelsea what what did you make of the game it was, a, it was a bit of a rubbish game, to be honest. Um, I, I would say West Ham didn't start great, and Aaron Creswell just had an absolute mare of a game playing. Um, I think it was uh, Tammy on for the uh, onside for the second goal, and, and not marking Thiago Silva for the, the first goal. Bit of a cagey game. Chelsea took the lead and, and sort of didn't attack too much, and West Ham didn't attack much in the first half. They came out. West Ham came out in the second half. Made Chelsea look a bit nervous and and nervy moments there, and until the the second goal was scored, so Chelsea will be uh, happy to get the win, but uh, the, the performance wasn't great, and 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 West Ham as well were a bit toothless up front. So Haller had one of those games where he was pretty non-existent, and I was a bit worried when they they brought Ben Rama on, but uh, that's that's the time when Chelsea scored their second, so to 
to sort of snuff any West Ham chances out. But yeah, I think it was just a, it was one of those gritty wins where Chelsea didn't play too well and West Ham helped them a little bit with some of their defending. Yeah, because people will look back at this scoreline and see 3-0 to Chelsea, but I mean, you know, there were, there were two very late goals. So yeah, really it was, it was a pretty tight, nervy game. And like you said, no Antonio for West Ham. That's that sort of makes a massive really, difference. Really, the difference for them, isn't it? Halea's not the not the sort of same striker. But on the on the uh, on the Chelsea side, I guess we we saw Tammy grab those two late goals. Has he worked his way back into the starting eleven now? You think? Well, uh, Frank was just interviewed, and, and he was saying they kind of he. I mean, Giroud's played a lot of games in a, in a row, and he's and he he wasn't dropped. He was more more rested. So Tammy sort of came in and took the chance, and I think it. It'll be a bit of horses for courses with, you know, Tammy and Giroud playing when when the defence is, is sort of more suited to a, a quick running game or a, a more sort of target man, link man sort of thing as well. So I think I think that was the case. And, and uh, yeah, I think Chelsea will be happy with the victory. But on cutting uh, cutting lunches and, and Timo, um, yeah, uh, he, he's really out of form, Timo Werner. And, and the, the, the media's cottoned onto it here and there's, you know, mounting pressure on, on him, and you can see it actually. He's, he's snatching at a lot of his chances, and he looks cutting like a frustrated figure. So, hopefully, I think it's what was it eight games where he hasn't scored. He, he yeah. so he hit the crossbar tonight, but yeah, he didn't. Just doesn't look like he's got his uh, shooting boots on. Uh, he looks like he's he's playing in molds when uh, he, might... he needs the screw ins. <laughs> That's him. He's playing in loafers. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> he. He's looking like he's he's starting to um, make the wrong decisions as well. Like we, we saw even a couple of games ago, he was he was creating so many chances, but he was shooting when he should have been passing and yeah. passing when he should have been shooting, and that's just classic like striker when they're in their own head, it's isn't it? It's confidence. It's just a confidence mm. thing, and uh, yeah, I mean, he probably didn't get the level of scrutiny he gets now coming to Chelsea when he was playing in in Germany, or maybe for the national team sometimes, but not week in, week out. Welcome to the big leagues. And, and you know, he's still getting in the right areas, which is a good thing. It's just decision-making and confidence is, is on the way and as, as winter is hit. So hopefully he can get a, a cheap goal or two and, and, and boost the confidence, you know, get, 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 a, get a couple easy ones in and, uh, yeah, on, on his bike. Someone needs to just win a pen. Just give the man a pen. Yeah, yeah. If he misses that, though, then... <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, speaking of, of pens, we, we better move on. Uh, Manchester United, six leads two. This game was wild, George. Um, two McTominay goals in the first four minutes. Um, I wonder what like that both, was paying. <laughs> out, out of control. Bruno Fernandes goal. Like these, these first three goals were like just like su- such good moves. I, I just I, all, I had to check that I was watching Manchester United play in this game. Were um, they good moves? The, the Leeds defenders. Oh, that, well, the, the, the Leeds defenders were the Leeds defenders were just like traffic cones in this in in these. But they they well maybe they made United look really good. But they United looked really good for these first couple of goals. They were very well worked. And then Lindelof strolls up and grabs one. Leeds get one back in a set piece via Rafinha, and then like clockwork, a late Manchester United pen, and then a late consolation banger from Shu Dallas. Like we said, McTominay, Daniel James even got one, and Lindelof yeah, was scoring. Now, what, what, what do we make of that? Nah, man, man, you are fraudulent. I'm telling you, <laughs> they're fraudulent. Uh, I, I like watching Leeds, and I'm I'm a fan of Bielsa, but like, for God's sake, just teach them how to defend a, a little well, let's, bit. Let's talk about that because United are up to third now. They've had some, uh, you know, they've they've had. I, I guess we would probably say we've had teams flatter them. 
and and you know they, they've bullied some they've bullied some teams that they've been able to open up the scoring against up to third now their fans are back up and about there's ollies at the wheel chat going on and meanwhile you've got Leeds who are just shipping goals yes they they put five past past a Newcastle side last week but like they're, they're just copping goals and copping goals like coming around the relegation zone and and yet Bielsa can do no wrong um, and he's he's you know probably the most lovable manager in the in the Premier League other than like Klopp I mean who's who's the bigger fraud here Oh, well, that's that's how long you got? How long you got? <laughs> no, I, I don't think Bielsa's a, a fraud, but I, I just think he's, he's got. They've got to realise that they're they're not going to get anywhere. If, if you know, you, you might win one game five nil, but then you, you're going to lose the next three or four and, and concede, you know, six six a game. It's it's it just doesn't work like that. He's living in a fantasy land. You've got to be able to play in different ways, and you, you can't line up against teams who. Are known as being good on the counter attack because they're going to rip you to shreds. And to what? How long did it take? Two minutes, and they were two nil down. And from a guy that doesn't really score too many, so it was it was made easy for him. And yeah, think- you need a plan B, don't you? And it's it's hard after that because like you'd, you'd think that Bielsa's plan A would would still be what you'd want to do after copping two because you still need to go for it, which is Bielsa's plan A. But I I don't know what his plan B is. Yeah, well, I would, I would even say. Just don't have the pl- just park the plan A at the start of the game and, and just and just sort of feel feel your way into the match and and then you can start your your, your counter attack and, and fast movement. But their their defence is shocking and and they're they're so lucky that there are some worse teams and they'll probably comfortably finish mid table. But still, when they lose, they're going to get absolutely destroyed. They're lucky at the moment. Um, they're they're sitting in fourteenth um, on seventeen points, which is three points ahead of Arsenal in fifteen. You know, then then you go down to Burnley, Brighton, Fulham, and and West Brom and Sheffield look firmly rooted to the bottom of the table at the moment. So basically, they're just lucky at the moment that there are other teams just playing more shit than them. And let, let's let's talk about one of those teams then, George. Let's just skip down to um, Arsenal, Everton. So Everton two, Arsenal one. This late surge from Arsenal wasn't enough um, as they went down again this time to Everton so Arsenal as we said 15 just two points ahead of Brighton surely Arteta's got to go soon hasn't he <laughs> it sounds like I've been watching a lot of Arsenal fan TV for shits and giggles uh, yeah the last few weeks and 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 that that's what they're saying now Shit, he's, he's not going anywhere like thanks for least, the memories <laughs> at, least, at least yeah well yeah, I mean, he's, he's, there's there's issues in the squad. There, there's issues. He, he's chopping and changing, and he's second guessing himself. And the team are, are, are languishing, as you said, you know, near the bottom of the table. But they're, they're not going to get. They, they made the. They knew he was inexperienced, and he's, and it, and it's really showing. And you know, some of the stuff has not been his fault. With, you know, every every time they seem to play, there's there's a stupid red card or yeah. a, a big mistake or something. One of the players does something dumb, but. Yeah. yeah, I actually think he's he's been super unlucky in a lot of these as well, and and I, I actually really like the 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 style of football they were playing when he when he sort of first came in. It's been a bit, uh, you know, clearly the clearly the the focus has been for you know the past little while has been getting them trying to get them solid, and they have looked more solid. But yeah, unfortunately. At this level, you can be solid and still cop two goals, or you know, and you've still got you've still got David Luiz and, and Rob Holding and 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 others who are Granit Xhaka good for a red card in a few weeks in the side. So, like, uh, yeah, I agree with you, George. I think that Arteta just needs a couple of transfer windows, and and the well, the, the, the fans are just going to have to accept that that they're going to have a few pretty average seasons before this team sort of coalesces under Arteta. Well, l- l- lucky they were only able to watch one game at the Emirates. So if if if, if there's if, if there's a silver lining, it's that the Arsenal fans don't have to go to the games 
a little while for the foreseeable future. But I think they'll give him the transfer window. They'll give him. They'll let him sort of see the the second half of the season out and if things don't improve well then yeah maybe they'll they might have to go back on their decision but you know at the moment i think it would be a little premature to get rid of him unless you've lined up you know your pochettinos or your allegories or and and they're they're demanding to start now but it would make them look pretty foolish to get rid of him now what what about everton though george are they like i mean you know where, where are they now like third Fourth, well, sitting fourth in the Premier League, uh, 26 points. Um, United are only ahead of them on goal difference. Where, where do we think they're going to finish? Well, they're a chance for top four. I don't think they will make it just, just because I think other, some other squads were slightly better in the long, you know, in, in the long run. Mate, they've got a, an amazing manager. See what, see what happens when you've got an amazing manager. You back him. You let him impose his sort of style on a team and, and get things organised and get the players he wants in. They, they backed the manager. They gave him money. He signed who he wanted to sign. He's been there. Has he been there a year now, or when did he? When did he come in? Well, this is his first full season, but I yeah, think yeah. But I meant like a calendar year. Yeah. Calendar year, yeah. yeah so I think he has been there for a calendar year now. It, it just goes to show, you know, it, there's no some there's no sort of uh, transfer guru who's making their own decisions and then making him play them. He's he's said, I want these guys. I want this guy. I want this guy out. I want this guy in, and it, and it's sort of coming to fruition. Well, that's do what I, when you get when you get Carlo, isn't it? Yeah. Well, do, I mean, do do I think it'll like I, I don't know if Calvert Lewin can go the whole season in in the current form he's in. He's never done it before, so he'd have to do something he's never done before. But he's been you know improving every year. My, my issue is yeah, rely on Calvert Lewin to leave the line for the entire season. I just don't know if he's got it in him, and I don't really well, my, think that. My concern is just what's around Calvert Lewin, right? Dinya Coleman. In and out of the team with injury, Hamas yeah. injury prone. Like it's yeah. all these guys who have got to support him and, and feed him. Like he, like if, if he's got all those guys around him giving him service, he looks like a really complete centre forward. You I know, think he's I got saw. Pride, he's got the athleticism. Like he's he's got it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think you're right with their, their squad depth. And I think I saw uh, Chenk Tosun on the bench uh, for Oof. Everton. So I, I'm trying nice to think backs. who their who their second striker is. I mean, Richarlison would would probably go in there, is mm. yeah, but it, but he's been playing off Calvert Lewin, so yeah, I think I think just their their forward depth is a is a little bit light, and and with you know relying on James to play a full season, you know he's already been injured a few games as well. So, but I've been impressed with Sigurdsson actually, who sort of stepped up. You know, he was sort of in and out at the start, and kind of wondering where he'd fit in. Yeah, so he's been impressive, and and they're, yeah. they're doing really well. So. It yeah, seems correct. like he's the backup. He's the backup for Hamez, and that's that's sort of his place in the team now. But he's he's filling it beautifully. Like I mean, you know, we, we know we know how talented he is. We know how good he is from um, set pieces and and things like that. Like his delivery for that Yerimina header was was brilliant. And I mean, Yerimina created it through his movement and stuff like that as well. But like, yeah, we, we know we know how good Gilfie can be. We might move on though to uh, Leicester Tottenham. Leicester two Tottenham nil. Another week it. where the the better team lost, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's it. Like Leicester, they've just been so hot and cold. I couldn't tell you how good they're going to play each each week. I couldn't tell you against any opposition whether they're going to win or lose. How how well they're going to play? You know, were, were they were they hot in this game, George, or was it just yeah. a good matchup against Spurs? No, no. I mean, th- this this is the problem for Spurs when they try and counter. Like the Spurs, uh, Mourinho seem to have one way they're going to play, and it's. It's going to be that counter-attacking style, and then when the other team also likes to counter-attack, it, it's 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 a 
it's a game of uh, sort of chicken. And 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 uh, Leicester, which Barty and Madison were just too good, and, and they were too clinical, and, and Spurs just didn't do enough. And and that's been the criticism of, of Mourinho. It's been you know, what are Spurs going to do when they have to take the game to the other team? And and as they started to do it, they were kind of picked off. And it could have been uh, even more with that uh, disallowed Madison goal, which was which as you, you sort of have in your notes, Colby was was oh. pretty. Pretty nice, and and I, I guess the goals Leicester did score a pen, and and the the own goal were somewhat fortunate. But you know they always looked like they were getting more dangerous, and that and it always looked like they were they were going to score. So uh, yeah, I mean I think the better team won on the day, and and it's just a bit of a watch this space for Spurs and having to beat the teams that they should be beating because they've been fortunate where they've picked off the better teams and deadly on the counter-attack and, and that, that's played into their hands. But there's going to come a time when, you know, they've got to, they've got to beat all these other teams who yeah. are going to wait for Spurs because they know their strategy. Well, they've got a really good run of games coming up. They've got Wolves, um, who, as as we've seen, and we'll, we'll we'll mention them later. But I mean, they went down to Burnley. They're 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 having their own little um, mini crisis um, in the absence, I guess, largely of Raul Jimenez. But you know, yeah, it, just it makes sense. To that it goes to show that, like that, you know, how much the rest of the team works around them. But then then Spurs have got Fulham, they've got Leeds, they've got Villa, and they've got Sheffield United. So we were saying a, a little earlier, like. That the test for Tottenham would be like how they'd go against all the big teams, but I actually think that a real test for them now will be to you know to see how they go against all these teams that they they should be beating. So that's like what one, two, three, four, five matches. They've pretty much got to get maximum points. Well, we'd expect them to get maximum points from all of those games if they're going to say they're title contenders. I agree. I, I actually I think they're going to struggle in this patch because of their style of play and and. Hmm. And and you would have and you would have seen earlier in the season where they were you know was it the West Brom game where Harry Kane scored in the sort of one of the last minutes and, and they haven't been smashing the weaker sides they've been actually playing well against the better teams so there'll be a lot of pressure on on Mourinho and Kane and Son to to actually kill the uh, kill the kill these games against the weaker opposition especially if they can't just sit back and have twenty percent possession which is you know how they've been playing in, in, against the bigger sides. And Leicester, I mean, like they, they blow hot and cold, but somehow they're second. Yeah, like, you, you would have thought they, 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 would, they would have been probably, you know, in that six to ten range, just given yeah. their their slump in form and and Vardy wasn't they banked scoring, so many but, points at the start of the season. Yeah. They just they, they banked so many good wins, and and then they've just you know in the past couple have, have been a bit patchy. But um, yeah, they're just they're just keeping the points ticking over, and I guess that's that's all they've got to do. And a lot of the big teams have been playing each other of late, so they've sort of benefited. By sort of being, a, you know, just just collecting points and and sort of doing what they've had to do, not been playing great, and maybe they've sort of gotten over the form slump and and now they're they're back on. But they yeah, win against Spurs can do them wonders. Speaking of wonders, uh, Liverpool, what seven wonderful goals uh, against Palace? I didn't just... think Minamino's goal was very good. So let's <laughs> say six. Let's give it it six. was good. It was very good. And look what it meant to him too. First goal in the Premier League. This game was a 10.30 game here and I, I just arrived in Brisbane and I was having to like, oh, I was like cooked after a, a, like a massive week. It was like my last sort of week of work for the year and um, I was I was about to switch this game on and I thought, you know what, I'm going to catch it in the morning. And I'm sort of glad I did it that way because I, I wouldn't have been able to stop watching this one, I think. Like it just looked like one of those games that they just were on from from the beginning and, and, and Crystal Palace what can you take from a game like this? There's there's nothing Guaita could have done for any of those. Like, he was nowhere near any of them. They were all just solid goals. And Crystal Palace are 
you know, solid, solid team usually defensively. Mm. So, yep. yeah, uh, you just want to, you know, when, when Mane scored that one, you were just like, okay, he, he's back because he hadn't scored in a while. And, and then, you know, Salah coming off the bench, just wanting goals as well. So, um, and even and when when Hendo's scoring those kind of goals against yeah. you, you know it's just it's just one yeah. of those nights. I think so I, 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 I switched off when Hendo scored that goal. I was like, okay, this. that was like the one he scored against Chelsea a couple of years ago. Like he just he just pulls them out every now and again. And you, when he does that, you just know it's Liverpool's night. Like if he, if Hendo's doing that, then like yeah. just just go I home. Mean, like you, I mean, they were they were saying both Liverpool and Palace had had three shots on target, and Liverpool had just scored all their three, and Palace hadn't. So yeah, much more clinical, and and you know that's going to bode well for Liverpool yeah. taking their chances in in the in the, in the title race because you know they're sitting on top despite not playing the best football this season, not playing their best football this season, and also the injuries they've been facing. So when you mm. when you got guys who are just scoring and Firmino scoring as well and playing really well actually, it's uh, yeah pretty pretty good for Liverpool I guess. Yeah, I mean that's that's what you need if you're if you're Liverpool just to just to get a game like that where you're just somehow on and you know get get it get a few more for like the likes of Firmino who who got a clutch goal the week before seems to only pop up in those big moments to score clutch goals but like it'll it'll do um, players like that uh, a world of good in terms of their confidence teams who uh, probably don't have a lot of confidence uh, after playing this week George we've got, there's a few of them um, but Brighton and Sheffield uh, 1-1 and this 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 game looked like Sheffield were going to get away with one after going down to 10 men via Lundstrom getting an upgraded red for this this challenge on Veltman look you know they scored after that and looked like they were going to somehow hang on but you know it had to be that guy Welbs stepping he's up he's done a few hasn't he yeah he's he's, he's another player he's who's Delivered clutch goals as well. Clutch and clutch finisher, Danny. Yeah, it's, it's always been very, very well taken too. This guy. I mean, it was lucky to it was lucky to fall to him, but he had a lot to do with it. Yeah, Sheffield United go down to ten men, then take the lead, and then think, okay, we're going to just have to hang on for the result, and, and they don't. So, is the writing on the wall? Probably for them. They, they, they've, they've got a lot of work to do. And as we've said, George, we haven't had you on the on the pod since since our own Matty Ryan's been dropped from Brighton. Um, what have you made of this whole situation? It's I heard Graham Potter's comments and saying that who's the the other keeper they've got Sanchez or something better suits mm. their team. That's absolute horseshit. Uh, I don't know what's going on. This is a real anti-Australian sentiment at, at, at Brighton, I think. And and you know they they shipped out Aaron Moy. Now now they now it doesn't look and and Potter even said it doesn't look like Matt Ryan's got a future. Isn't he like twenty eight? Like what's he on about? He's played like one hundred and twenty games for them. He's been he's been reasonably good for for the whole time there. He's very good with his feet. Very confused about what what's going on at Brighton. Are they getting prepared to get relegated or something and try and cut cut wages or something? Like what what the hell's going on? And it's ridiculous. And uh, you you hope he can get out and get to a good club, but yeah, you'd think there'd be plenty of suitors. Yeah, you would. You would. Yeah, no idea where where Maddie could go there. Maybe other Premier League clubs that he could go to, but it'd be an uphill battle to sort of force his way past a few of the number ones there. There's there's talk there's talk that he could probably force uh, Pickford out at Everton, but maybe there's the the anti-Australian sentiment would would stop him doing that. No, nah, well. Everton like Australians. What are you talking about, Everton? <laughs> <laughs> maybe he could do that, but Timmy otherwise, like, otherwise, yeah. I mean, yeah, Timmy, have a word. 
have a word to Everton. Uh, otherwise, you, you'd see him going back to like the a Western Mariners. European country or jeez, oh, <laughs> uh, early days yet. Come on, some other results, uh, George. Just to just to go through uh, Newcastle, Fulham, another point for Fulham, that, which is great for them. They seem to just be getting getting points despite the red and um, that own goal on Matt Ritchie. I reckon I've watched that on repeat like a hundred times. It was just hilarious own goal. Fulham have actually, if you have a look at their squad, uh, their, te- their their first eleven or fifteen week one, and have a look at it now, it's actually quite different, and mm. they've gotten a lot more solid. So I'm expecting them to have a big run in the, the second half of the season because they've they've got they've bettered in a few guys, and they, they do look a little bit better and and more solid. And, and credit to Scotty Parker. And for hanging in there too, and and the team seems to have a bit of belief about them. They're getting they're getting results, um, at least the you know draws here and there, which is what they need to keep the points ticking over. It's all they need, and they look like they've just sort of got a bit of faith in uh, you know what that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yep. They just so, need to be able to score a few penalties every now and then. Yep, be. yep. Um, and and Lookman, you know, always looks a chance. Um, in these games, he's sort of always buzzing around and looks like he could he could get a goal. So if they yeah. if they keep him in the team, if they improve a little bit in January, yeah, maybe maybe they could stay up. Uh, especially if you've got the likes of Sheffield and Burnley and and even Brighton looking like they're going to be in the, in the mix for a relegation fight as well. So yeah, Fulham maybe with a chance. Southampton nil, City one. We won't spend any any time really on this one. This this look this game looks quite tight, but yeah. City just managed to hang on to an early one nil lead. Like they Sterling didn't got actually... to put away a nice cut back, but yeah, yeah. City aren't clinical as they once were, and and that's why they're gonna you're gonna see them having to keep to, keeping other teams in the game where you, they used to run up big scores and three or four nils, and now yeah. they they can't score as many goals, so they the other teams do have a chance to get them, and they've dropped a lot of points because of that. And if we saw this scoreline like last year, for example, if it was uh, you know Southampton nil City one, the 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 stats would read City had thirty shots and the Southampton keeper made twenty nine saves or, or something like that. But like it really wasn't wasn't that way at all. It was yeah, a, and it was a pretty pretty even game in terms. And Ings, of Ings went off. Ings went off injured actually from memory, so I, th- I think that yeah City. City, did, did City a favour because he, he he's he, he's looking uh he's been back for a few weeks from his old injury so and he was just looking to getting getting back into, into forms scoring goals so City are an interesting one yeah just because it, it it's very noticeable that they're they're not destroying teams like they they were crucial win for City though I mean they're I mean this is seventh versus eighth this game now yeah well, that well, Europa after League the, after the Europa game League spot is going to be hotly contested. So I mean, City really needed this win, and it was it was like good for them to actually hang on, hang on, and get the points. They're they're yeah, sitting eighth on on twenty three points now, a point behind Southampton. So like yeah, crucial crucial for City to keep grinding out these results if they want to be back in the back in the top half, really, or back trying to be in the top six where you'd, you'd think they should be. But as as we said when we we're covering or when we we're looking forward to the round of sixteen of the Champions League, like there's a lot of pressure on them in that competition, a lot of pressure on them in the Premier League, given where they are on the table. They're really going to need that the, the squad, and with the fixtures coming as thick and fast as they are over this period, they're they're really going to need to just sort of be challenging in in both competitions. Well, unless like Sterling goes back to his form of sort of the last couple of seasons where he was scoring every week and you know probably fifteen to twenty goals a season, they're no chance because without Aguero, they're they're pretty. I feel like they're they're like average. They're going to win you know a lot of games, but they're not. They're not going to. Uh, they don't have a striker. They don't have a world class striker. So it makes it makes a difference, and and you, you can see that this season. Unless they, you know, fix Aguero's knee, then 
yeah, I think they're going to be struggling, like not struggling, like but they're struggling to by to, their own um, standards. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and he looks cooked, doesn't he, Aguero? I mean, he's got a lot, a lot of miles in the legs. Yeah, he just, yeah. He just can't. He just can't seem to stay fit. Yeah, and they said it's going to be one of those ongoing issues that he, they're just going to have to manage. You know, yeah. for uh, so yeah, uh, un- unless yeah, unless they can just get away with playing him once a week and not in European games or manage him like that then, yeah, it's going to be difficult unless they sign a, a replacement. It's going to be very difficult for West Brom as well. Uh, another 3-0 loss, this time to Villa. This this game saw Livermore get sent off for an upgraded red for this challenge on Grealish, who who made a very big meal of, of this contact. But, you know, the, the VAR and the ref saw it as a bit of a lunging challenge and decided to send him off. And then it was just the, the Algarzi and Grealish show from there. Yeah, not not uh, big Sam's. Uh, what would he what he would have wanted first week in? But um, yeah, that that's one I think where they probably uh, Villa probably got away with it with with the sending off and 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 then um, yeah, they just made the most of their playing against ten men with you know no confidence. So, well, and what's um what's the reaction been over over there to to big Sam coming back, George? Do they, does a lot everyone of, a lot of enthusiasm. Like him over there? Yeah, a lot of yeah. enthusiasm. <laughs> a lot of enthusiasm. You know, where just just they, they just assume he's gonna he's gonna save West Brom, and and I don't know. Well, he's, he's never just, been re- he's never been relegated, though. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a miracle if he could keep them up and and to keep his own record intact. So you know, I'll be, I'll be watching this one with interest. Well, he said he was uh, reluctant to get back into it, so they had to convince him, and uh, you know, whatever they did worked. But we'll we'll see if he can uh, you know work his magic at, and. You know who, who's he going to sign to get get all the old boys back and, and get see the what band he back to, together. Get the, get the band back together, but we'll see. I, I think I think their their squad's not good enough, and if they don't invest seriously heavily, then they're going to probably struggle with what they've got at the moment. And Burnley have lastly um, the, the the other game from this morning or you know evening your time, George is is Burnley Wolves. Burnley got up two one. I didn't see this game at all. I don't know what what you made of it, but it looks like important an important win for Burnley at least well, to, but, to sort of. They clear yeah. the relegation zone. But Barnes and Wood scored for them, and and they, they, were, they were doing it pretty comfortably. And um, uh, Silver got a penalty towards the in the 90th minute or something to make it two one. So kind of flooded that the scoreline probably flooded Wolves, but Burnley, Burnley, um, yeah, good win. And 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 I think that's the first time Barnes has scored in a in a while. So yeah, Barnes and Wood show back back on. Tommy's Tommy's had Barnes in his um in his fantasy draft team since the start of the season. He's been trying to trade him off to anyone that will listen. Um, he's been he's been um, pumping up Barnes's tires, saying you know how, how well he's been training and and all this this other stuff. But maybe maybe Tommy will Tommy will want to hold on to him and um and hold on, Burnley mate. fans will certainly be glad to see him back. Burnley coming back, yeah. So I think Dyche has been saying that they've been playing the way he's wanted them to play and they've just started picking up points. So uh, maybe maybe they'll go on a run now that, that maybe luck was against them. That's what he was saying. He, he said from a couple of months ago that all the stats indicate that they should be picking up more points, but they just haven't been. So he was saying it was other factors, luck, and, you know, what have you. And and, and now they've, they've got, well, they've beat Arsenal with Nail and they've, and they've beaten, um, yeah. beaten Wolves. So it's pretty decent results. Good back points. Yeah, now now they've just got to start winning the games that they they should be winning as well. Um, against against typically yeah. the uh the, the six pointers they've got to they've they've really got to focus on those games as well. You'd think. 
But that's that. That's it for this week. The, the the Premier League continues with the Christmas fixtures coming thick and fast. Starting again with Leicester Man United on Boxing Day Australia time, and then we've got the Portuguese Clasico Wolves and Spurs closing out the match day on Monday morning. You got a Chelsea Arsenal in there as well. So we have, um, yeah, I've got to mention that George. We've got a Chelsea Arsenal in there. What are you What are you tipping for that one? Oh, I don't have a fucking clue to be honest. It's, it's probably, <laughs> but when Arsenal are shit, they 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 somehow manage to, to frustrate Chelsea. But I think. I think yeah, Frank. Frank, you know, he's gonna he's gonna make the boys really fight up for it. I think so. Hopefully, hopefully we can, uh, you know, Arsenal just keep keep their current form. That's that's gonna do it for this week. Thanks uh, everyone for listening. We'll be we'll be back after Christmas, probably with a, with a pod around New Year's to to cover match day fifteen of the Premier League and round one of the A League, which is which is kicking off as well. So if you haven't caught up on our um, A League season preview, um, you can catch that wherever you find good podcasts it was a good it was a good preview episode i've got to say i was a bit disappointed with uh the, the lack of um lack of infrastructure and transport chat uh, for the new macarthur team so uh, i'm i'm hopeful tommy tommy does a bit more research yeah, next time we'll we'll have to get um you know when we can when we can find tommy in the world next time we can get him on the pod we'll we'll have to uh we'll have to make sure he's done his homework in in terms yeah. of all of the all of the transport chat around all of the teams because it's not only macarthur i mean he needs to he needs to sort us out for for where he can find some of these melbourne teams because they're just, they're just <laughs> moving moving targets at the moment like You've, you've got to have them on Find My Friends or, or something like that. The, the, your Western Uniteds and your Melbourne cities, like we don't know, we don't know where they're going to be, where they're going to be popping up at any any point in time. Uh, just just Amy Park by the sounds of it, I think they're all yeah, they're everyone's going to be playing in, in Amy Park. Yeah, all meeting in the middle, mate. <laughs> Along with every other code and every other event, and Amy Park's just going to have something on every night. Uh, well, it's a good, okay. good time, good time to be in Melbourne. Well, until then, uh, enjoy the football. <laughs>